Welcome to Rockstar Birth Radio. I'm your host Shalom, and this show is for mamas who are seeking a fabulous, positive birth experience. So let's step away from the scary and fearful view of birth and dive straight into the rich birthing wisdom and powerful birth stories that will inspire you to rock your birth your way. Emma Jane Cunningham is the founder of Beautiful Beginning, birth preparation classes aimed at nurturing positive emotions and physical well-being for pregnancy, birth and beyond. Emma is a trained hypnobirthing instructor and teacher of the Wise Hippo Birthing Program. She is a mother of three and can personally attest to the difference that birth preparation classes made to her birth experiences. You can find out more about Emma Jane and her Wise Hippo Birthing Program at beautifulbeginning.co.uk. And be sure to check out issue six of the Rockstar Birth magazine, the Bloom and Breathe issue, where we look at a range of fabulous private childbirth education classes. Available now at rockstarbirthmagazine.com. Welcome to the show, Emma Jane. Thank you. It's so exciting to have you here. I know when I've been looking at all of the different birth breathing and hypnosis and education classes, when one of them is called The Wise Hippo, it does leap out, I have to tell you. So I'm thrilled to have you on the show and for us to be able to hear more about The Wise Hippo program. Perhaps if you could just start by telling us a little bit about your own birthing experiences and how you came to be so passionate about birth. Okay, well, I've got three little boys. Um, I've had three home births, all water births. And first time round, I was very naive. I didn't really know. I went to the NHS standard classes and learnt a little from there. Um, I kept thinking, it can't be that bad. My nan did it five times. You know, I'll get through it. And I had my home birth and I, I found it quite hard going. It was nearly 20 hours. It got to the point where everything stopped completely when I was in the water. So my midwife kindly sent me and my husband, Stephen, to bed for an hour because she said, you're tired, your baby's tired, your body's tired, you just need a rest. So she just sent you off for a snuggle? Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I just love midwives. They have just totally got it going on. Great advice. So went for a sleep for an hour, come back, and all of a sudden, full pelt, and I have gave birth to my little boy, which was amazing, and a relief. I'll be honest, it was a relief. Um, like I found it hard. I'll be honest, the pain was hard for me, um, and it, to the point where I considered not going through it again. But I desperately wanted a second son, and well, a second child. Um, so I thought, I've got to look at my options. And I'd heard about hypnobirthing. So I looked into it. I mentioned it to my midwife. I had a fabulous midwife. She was my midwife for all three of my boys. Um, but when I mentioned to it to her, she was like, oh, I'll take it with a pinch of salt. It works for some, not for others. And I trusted her. And I thought, you know what? It's probably a load of rubbish. I'll, I won't bother. So I didn't bother. And my second birth was a lot quicker. But again, I found it really hard. So third time, I thought, right, because one of my best friends mentioned it to me and said how amazing it was. I've mentioned it to the same midwife a couple of years later. She was like, um, you've got to do it. You will love it. It will help you so much. And she actually um, attended the classes with her daughter. And she was her birth partner because obviously she was a midwife. But her husband worked in the army. So he wasn't there all the time. And she said she was 100% behind it. And, of course, you trust the person that cares for you. So I went for it. 
and it was literally life-changing and I said to everyone if it truly worked because obviously I'd had two experiences they were both very straightforward easy births really no pain relief all but water not even gas and air um but the third was just so different and I said to everyone if it truly works I'll become an instructor and help as many mummies and babies and that's exactly what I've done wow must have been an impressive difference Uh, even my husband is a complete advocate I mean he thought at first oh you know probably a load of hippie rubbish it's not going to be but as soon as we had the um, practitioner come around to our home and talk about it he was like em I think this would be for you but the thing is I kept getting the giggles and I said to my instructor the lady that came I said could I just do the class on my own because I felt a bit of a wally and she said you know what I think it might suit you so we gave that a go and we carried on like that he was supportive in the background but I actually thought no one can truly help me but myself so I've got to be able to do this independently um and that's what I did so here I am now do you know that's so interesting because I did a um a, a sort of a related class here in Australia called Calm Birth, which has some hypnobirthing as a derivative. And my man came along to that and he said the same thing. I said, I think we need to do this Calm Birth because we were planning a home birth and I felt I needed all the tools and tricks in my bag to get through. And he said to me, it's going to be a bunch of, you know, mung bean eating, combi band driving hippies. Like we're going to sit for two days with a bunk, you know, it's going to... Uh, pothead tie-dyed stuff and I was like that's uh, if it helps me squeeze this baby out honey I don't care and of course it wasn't it would have been fine if it was but you know he he just made the comment he said I was really surprised it was a lot of people just like us and and obviously primarily driven by the woman you know to attend as in she was the one that was going to be most intimately at the core of the experience and it was also interesting watching the different dads over the course of two days be a bit sort of you know like back back of the class like this and then you know after the lunch on the first day they were like so the placenta when it and they were getting right into all the juicy stuff you know and and just the so how the hip squeeze when I and it was just so interesting and um and the number of women I know now whose husbands can recite the CDs that they listened to regularly in the lead up to their births as preparation. Yes, because a lot of them would put them on as they fell asleep for that sort of subliminal juju. And, um, oh, yeah, they said it's just hilarious. You know, if I stub my toe, they'll start repeating the the lotus flower is opening, you know, like whatever it is they've done. But it does make me laugh how it doesn't take long for men to be converts. They kind of go from very wary to oh yeah cool okay and I think it's because they like to be involved and they like a they like a bit of structure even if it's hippie woo woo they're like I like how this it makes sense they're talking about the brain and the body and the physiology of it and they love that you know the men like the scientific side yeah yeah so you're a wise hippo instructor and clearly an advocate along with your man and um so you then went on to learn to be to facilitate this class for other people, as as you said you would if it worked for you. Yeah, definitely. I trained. Um, I did train originally with the Mary Monger method. That is the one I used for my um, third labour and birth. Um, and just as that, um, I got qualified. The Wise Hippo birthing program was established and launched, and I had a big decision to make. 
Um, and I had to look at it from the perspective of what would be best for my mummies, daddies and the little ones. And I also thought of it how I would personally feel. And I just personally felt that the YSIPO birthing programme was the best for for my mummies, etc. So that's what I went for. And just the style was slightly a bit more reserved, I think, as well. Um, we're just a different style to the Mary Monga method. Yeah, and so the term wise hippo, I mean, I must admit when I saw that, and I've, I've seen it around quite a bit now, so it's obviously a global program, I immediately think, are they calling all those pregnant mamas, you know, big chunky hippos? Like it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek if they're going down that route. You know, I'm like, mm. uh, Apparently us instructors are the hippos. We're oh. the wise hippos. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they love the water, they love relaxation. Um, it's all about the they look after everyone and yeah it's that's what we are so we're definitely not calling pregnant ladies the hippos the I did thing. I was like mm, you don't because you don't really want to take on a pregnant woman you know it's like you don't you don't go there so right okay and so can you tell us a little bit about the program like what's the what's the ethos what's the what's the bit yeah the ethos is we want the women to have the right birth on the day we then want them to have their baby where they feel most safest, most comfortable. We want them to make informed decisions. It's about having a positive birth story, whatever's right for them. So every pregnancy is different. Every woman's different. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Making informed decisions, feeling in control as well, being empowered. You know, a lot of my mums come. I have first-time mums, second, third, fourth-time mums, and it's amazing what every lesson they're like, how good is you know they're getting so excited about it and they look forward to coming to the next class so they just want to learn more and they're learning things from each other as well so there's a sense of community about it yeah the confidence my first time parents are getting um example one of them was being sort of pushed towards having induction and she desperately wanted a home birth and they had all the scans done everything was healthy her and baby were doing really well and they had the confidence to turn around and say can we just you know give it another couple of days or come in if there's any problems and the hospital were really supportive we're very lucky in the uk we've got the nhs there if we need it um and she went into labor naturally the next, i've got goosebumps telling you now she went into labor naturally the next day and she got her water birth um you know and it's things like that that actually having the confidence and first time round. I didn't know all that, you know, whatever the midwife does would have told me, I would have just followed. Um, obviously, you've got to be sensible and you've got to do what's safest for you and your baby. Um, we're not saying to have arguments with the hospital staff, but, you know, knowing you've got options and choices, it makes a huge difference. Definitely. And so the, what you said at the beginning, which was that it's about the right birth on the day. Now, that sort of stuck with me because we talk quite a lot about in the birthing world about birth plans. Um, and you may have plan A, B and C. But, you know, having some thought about how you would like it to unfold and sharing that with your care providers in time and, you know, talking through what you would like it to look like. Um, but as we all know, or, or rather, as women who have birthed before know, there's a lot of fluidity in birth and a lot of flexibility required in birth. Because I think that, um, and this is a, a personal perspective, but it's fantastic to have a birth plan and, and potentially even a visualization about how you would like it to look. But sometimes we forget that it's a journey of two people. You know, this is not just your birth experience. It is the birth of your baby and they will have a really big say in how that unfolds. And a lot of birth is about surrender and, you know, letting go on the day. And that doesn't necessarily mean 
giving up or handing over your power or just, you know, throwing your hands up in the air and saying, just tell me what to do. But it's, it's about, I guess, um, you know, taking advice, listening to your intuition, throwing all of that into the mix and coming up with the right decisions on the day for you. And so is that where the, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put words in your mouth actually, but that was what came up for me when you talked about the right birth on the day. What does that actually mean in terms of a wise hippo program? It is like that. It's basically nobody knows what direction their birth is going to go in. We can't guarantee anything. Um, But it's actually knowing that we talk about birth preference. That's what I talk about in my classes because a plan, nothing is 100%. Nobody knows so the right birth on the day is what's right for them. Some of my mums have come to me and they wanted, they booked in for a cesarean section. That's what they wanted. Sometimes by the end of the course, they've changed their mind. Other times they want natural birth and things might not quite go to plan and they end up having a C-section. But my one, for example, looks, well, she ended up with a C-section, but it's still such a positive experience because she still used all the tools, all the knowledge, all the experience, all the practice that went into play. And she still had a really positive experience. So it's, not I don't want or we don't want any of our mums to feel they've let themselves down basically because on the day they might want an epidural that is fine you know when we talk about hypnobirthing it's not about just having a natural birth it's having the right one on the day for you and you've got to follow instincts because that is so important you don't know how you're going to feel when it happens everyone's experience is different so that makes a big difference it's such a powerful statement and that it puts a lot of power I think back into the the birthing woman's hands you know to have the right birth on the day when you're there in the moment living it and as you say particularly for first-time mums you don't know how it feels or how it will unfold or what state you'll be in until it happens and in fact even for second and third time mums as you say every birth is so unique even if you've birthed before it can be so different um, and a lot of the things I hear the benefits of um, doing things like hypnobirthing and the wise hippo is that just as you alluded to, even if your birth ends up going from your ideal plan of being a, you know, eight hour water birth to being a, an emergency cesarean, being able to have those tools still to hand means that you are much better placed to feel centered and involved in the discussion and respected and heard and supported. And even I've talked to cesarean mums who have explained that, um, you know, it can be quite scary actually um, there can be quite a lot of anxiety when you're actually being prepped for the surgery because it's major abdominal surgery. And there are moments where you're separated from your partner and they're alone, lying on the hospital bed or, you know, and, and there's moments where you're alone and you're just staring up at the ceiling. And, and it, the, the women that I know who have done these courses have said, that was the moment when I went, okay, and pulled themselves together and revisited all the learnings that they'd had. Yeah. And did the breathing and, and, and I guess um, changed the, the birth plan or the visual that they had about how their birth had unfolded and saw it in a different light. And then it was like, okay, let's go. And they felt ready and sure. And, you know, it took out a whole lot of the butterflies and the nervousness and the anxiety and yeah, the adrenaline. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah, that whole fight or flight. And it just put a whole sense of calm and peace into the experience for them. So they, you know, a lot of them were like, it was fantastic. Brilliant. Loved it. Amazing. You know, and you think, gosh, I love hearing cesarean births talked about in that way. You know, so many women have cesarean births. No, it's not as common. I mean, one thing I remember with my third, when I fell pregnant, I did become very anxious at first because 
I knew what I was going to have to go through. I'd done it twice before, but we desperately wanted another little one. And our husband said, look, should we look into C-sections for you? So I said, okay. So I started researching that and I went to him and went, but I'm just as scared of a C-section as what I am of having a natural birth. I said, you can't win, which is why I went down the route of it because I needed to do something. I needed some support of some kind and it was remarkable. And you mentioned earlier that the um, the Wise Hippo program is perhaps a little bit more reserved and, and also perhaps lends itself to a scientific mind. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I probably word that wrong. I think us British can also be a bit more reserved. We don't like all the, the lovey-dovey, fluffy <laughs> poems and things like that. It's a lot more about how the subconscious and conscious mind works and the learning ladder um and there's all different tools and techniques included um and we do the birth preparation it's actually antenatal um within it as well it's like a full birthing program right so there's the difference there as well and does do you find that that gets the dads more involved because their logical brain you know finds its yeah, place and the men like. it's the scientific side and it all makes sense you know when you get that light bulb moment and you can see it with men um, I mean, I've taught couples and mums on their own. Um, and I know a few times I've had, I teach from home and a few dads have come into the house and they've like had their arms crossed and like, my husband will be like, good luck him. Cause you can just see they didn't want to be there. And, you know, it can create an atmosphere, but then sometimes the men are more keen than the women. Um, but lately I've been teaching a lot of classes where I just have the girls for the first four, well, first three classes. And then the gentlemen come to the final class and learn everything they need to know. Um, but most people of the wise hippo do teach with couples with all of the classes and it's individual preference again um it's what works for you basically because uh, some people feel that they want the men involved from day one um but i do find that when you get a group of girls together you have such open and honest conversations that those conversations and we have a good laugh with it as well but that we wouldn't have those conversations if there was men there that they didn't know they'd happily probably talk about it in front of their partners but not in front of other people's partners so i think different perspective of things as well yeah I find the same so with the I run the positive birth movement group locally and we often have dads come along to that which I love because it shows that they're on board and looking to support their partner as best they can um but it's a different it's a different mood and particularly when you're talking about you know the really juicy stuff like the mucus plug and the placenta and you know, it's all that like, and you can sometimes see them go, oh, okay, you know, and, and we'll talk about, you know, a lot of first-time mums have questions which are, I remember this actually as a first-time mum, you know, I was all focused on, do I need to shave? Do I need my nails painted? Will I poo? You know, and it, because that was the things that I'm like, that's in, like that's going to terrify me more than the thought of having a baby is there'll be a stranger between my legs and I might not, you know, I might need the the clippers down there so it's quite funny when and once you go through the experience in my experience it's the last thing on your mind like you could care less type thing um but I totally understand that for first time mums that's some of the some of the things on their mind and talking about that in front of somebody else's husband who they don't know is not always the stuff that comes out so you know we often when there's the coffee break or afterwards then they'll like sidle up and say do I need a waxing appointment you know like, and things like that so it's it's that um I love the way that you have in you know often separated it so that the women get an opportunity to 
connect and share, you know, often is what an incredibly raw and vulnerable time. And so to be in a safe place where you can voice your concerns and be heard and held and supported and given really good advice uh, is fabulous. And then to bring your man in towards the end and, you know, to still have them involved and feel aware of what's going on. I was chatting to, um, as part of this podcast series, I'm chatting to this fantastic Brian, the birth guy, he's from um, a, a doula and a lactation consultant and a birth coach and all these wonderful things. He works out of the States. And we were talking yesterday, I think it was, about how men in birth can really be your secret weapon. Like having your man totally on board and present and on the program is just like amazing. You know, creating that sacred cave and protecting you within that, no matter where you birth. Um, but likewise, if they're not on board, or they're a bit, you know, not sure and feeling a bit out of place, not sure how to help, then that can be a hinder. You know, I often hear women say, I don't know how my husband's going to cope. Like, I'm a bit worried about him. And I'm thinking, oh, honey, like, that's the last thing you need to be worried about right now. Like, that shouldn't even be on your radar as you're preparing for your birthing moment. But I totally understand why it is, because men often don't get a lot of, if any, support, you know, unless they attend a course like yours. They're just, like, out there in the wilderness and next thing they're like chuffed into a hospital room. Yeah, I mean, what I find is also because the mums go away from ours so excited, the bits that clicked and resonated with them, they will go home and tell their husbands. And the husbands won't even know it, but they'll be drumming little bits into them day by day, mentioning little things, and they'll get to learn bits. And so by the time they come to the class, the final class, they'll actually know more than they think without even realising it. So it's a gradual you know, entrance into it, really. And I mean, yesterday, I taught a lovely daytime class with four mummies. And um, one of them, her husband brought her because she wasn't able to drive. So I put him in our family room, he had the basketball on, I made him a nice cup of tea, he had a cream cake, he had his iPad, he had a conference call, he was quite happy, we had the girly chat, so I thought there's no way he's going to want to sit with us girls. Um, and he was quite happy. So Oh, good. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. It's just so good to know that they're being involved and supported so that, they, they're, that they're a wonderful support, you know, because they really can be. Oh, they can turn it all around without even realising it. Yeah. Sometimes they just need to be there, you know. If they understand the, the preparation their wives or girlfriends have been doing, it makes everything a lot easier and then they'll feel more in control as well. Um, because really there we in the wise hippo we call it the advocate of the birthing room basically you know they take charge so fantastic and so does the wise hippo program cover i mean we talked about the fact that it's slightly more potentially more scientific but does it cover things like the physiology of birth the the mind body connection the power of whether it's meditating or hypnosis or visualization or affirmations you know that sort of more what can be viewed as woo-woo stuff, but which I find is really powerful as a birth preparation tool. Is it? Does it cover all those types of things? All of that, all of that and more. It's a complete antenatal program. So it's, yeah, it's basically, you know, it's also been taught in a lot of hospitals in the UK now. And we have gone international with that. So Africa, Australia, et cetera, yeah. So that's with the in-hospital courses? Yeah, yeah, some of our hospitals are providing this as well, some of the midwives. We have a lot of midwives teaching it as well. 
we have doulas, midwives, mums like myself. Um, yeah, no, it's fabulous. And we've got such a fa- we've got a pod. We call it the pod, and we've got. We could be getting on for 250 instructors now. I used to be their administration manager as well, so I was part of the team anyway. But, I mean, Danny and Tamara are so supportive and passionate about what they do. I mean, um, Danny's been a hypnotherapist since the year 2000. Tamara used to be a nurse as well. Um, but they've both got their own roles. They've both got their own side of things. And they're sort of progressing all the time. They're, you know... They're on the ball with it, and the support we get is unbelievable. So, Danny, Danny, and Tamara are the founders and creators of the Wise Hippo program. Okay, and they're based out of the UK. They are indeed, yeah, in London. Yeah, fantastic, exciting times. Yeah, well, like I said, I certainly see it around the around the place in Australia. So I know that there are practitioners locally here as well, which is great. Like I just love with all the different birth, breathing, and hypnosis classes or birth education classes. Uh, the, you know the little bit I know about them seems to show to me that they all have a um, a similar theme in that they all want the woman to have a positive birth experience and then there are certainly different nuances within that I just love the fact that they're all there you know and that a, a mom and or a dad can just check them out and find the one that resonates best for them and absolutely go for it yeah like a it's just great that they're available. I know when I had my first daughter nine years ago, nearly 10, I, I'd never heard of these things. Didn't, like, I, they just weren't on my right. I'd never, ever heard of hypnobirthing or calm birth or gentle birth. They just, there was nothing. Oh, sorry, I'm not suggesting they weren't there, but I hadn't, they weren't mainstream, more mainstream like they are now. So I love the fact they're out there and available. It's perfect. Yeah, it's definitely the word starting to get out there. It's a slow, slow drive to get it out there. But people are starting to, I mean, I'm getting all different age groups come to me now um, and all different women, you know, from all different backgrounds. It's for everybody. And, you know, it's about having a choice. And it's, you know, you won't say that the YC post for everyone, although it is, but some people might have the preference of the Mary Mongan or the Catherine Graves, obviously the YC Hippo like calm birth school there's so many different options out there and it's finding one that's right for you so that's what you've got and so just in terms of closing what would be your number one tip for a pregnant woman to rock her birth her way on the day i would say you've got to do well you've got to have your baby wherever you feel most calmest and most safest that is the most important thing and if you feel happy with that decision then everything else will fall into place Mm, that's interesting yeah because like you say the the environment plays such an incredible powerful you know role in how you birth it's so true and uh and I think that sometimes we underestimate that and a lot of women assume that well the hospital's the safest place in that if anything were to go wrong then they would have the facilities for me and that's absolutely true um but is it the best place if it's you know if you're a, a low risk person or will it give you sorry it's not is it the best place that's not the right term but will it give you the best environment for you to ha- you know to have the best possible birth experience and and I think that's when people really start to think about okay so what is a hospital environment like and and what factors within that can I tailor you know can I dim the lights and cover the curtains and all those sorts of things that you can absolutely do to create that more sacred private birthing space, which I think many of us yearn for when we are in the zone. So I love that your response was all about finding that right space. 
But yeah, because that's the basis of it all. And at the end of the day, it's your birth, your body and your baby. And you've got to do what's right for you on the day. Yeah, empowering words. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I'll make sure that all of your links and social media details are attached as part of the podcast and so that folks can find out more about you and about the Wise Hippo program locally to them. Um, and I love, thank you very much also for explaining the terminology around the Wise Hippo to me. I did, I must admit, I was still there like, surely not. Surely not. They're just not talking about us all waddling around with, you know, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> Never. Yeah, indeed. So thanks so much for your time today, Imogen. I really appreciate it. It was great chatting to you. Oh, lovely to meet you too. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Bye. Wow. If a mama can go from seriously considering having a cesarean birth to ultimately running her own childbirth education program, you know there's got to be something good in there. Be sure to check out more from Emma Jane at beautifulbeginning.co.uk. Thanks for joining us on Rockstar Birth Radio today. If you are loving the Rockstar Birth vibe, then please subscribe, share with your pregnant friends and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like more of this juicy birth love in your life, come chat with me at rockstarbirthmagazine.com. Until next time, bye for now.